Hey guys, what's up? This is Haley of Real Peach Yoga. Um, it's been a little bit since I have done a podcast. Um, it's time. I really do enjoy getting to vocalize a lot of these thoughts and messages and delivering them to the collective, to anyone who feels guided to listen to this podcast. It's specifically for you. So I hope these messages resonate and maybe help you think about um, the course of your future or just sow a little bit of a seed that will eventually transform into a large oak tree to transform your life. But hey, that is all, you know, very grand ideas. (laughs) At the basic level, I just really hope to make people think about maybe alternative points of view because, hey, It is super valid that every single human being has a different perception in this world, and they are all totally valid, you know, or else they wouldn't exist. (laughs) So I guess this is also a small lesson in don't judge others. Question everything. Do what feels good and right for you. You know, and along with that, um, I'm sure not everybody is going to feel that this is true, but from my own personal perspective and reading my own base of knowledge, what have you, um, I've come across, you know, the phenomenon of control and the fact that control truly is an illusion. And what I mean by that is that we try so hard to control things that are happening around us. Um, you know, obviously we can make decisions and choices, but it's so much more than that. We feel we have ultimate control over the events that happen within our lives, but the universe is orchestrating all. We have, you know, control over, well, we don't even have control over when it happens, because then again, divine timing. So that's why it's an illusion of control, because we think we can control all of these different things, when really, we can't. We are allowed to make choices, but even those choices will um, transpire, you know, a snowball of events afterwards that are out of our control. So it's like when you come like into a video game and you meet, you know, a lonely wizard on your journey and you talk to him and he gives you like three options of paths to go on, but the computer has already simulated all three of those paths. We can make these decisions when we're presented with, you know, the crossroads of which way to go. But no matter which path we choose, there is already some preordained series of events, and then it transpires, and then we go to the next part where we are presented with a series of choices, and that is life. (laughs) Okay, but why do we have the illusion of control? It's obviously a very human thing, um, because so many of us humans really have gone through a lot of trauma in our lives, and Trauma definitely shapes us in ways that we might not even imagine are connected with each other. Um, Yet we can really dig deeper and analyze um, our own motives and the sources of some behaviors that we possess. And when we do that, we can see validity in this. Because really, therapists and psychologists have stood behind this phenomenon for a long while. So (laughs) I feel like it is time to embrace it, especially if science backs it. Because I do feel that when you have both science, spirituality, and religious communities 
kind of like agreed upon something I feel like that makes it pretty important because you know those are three areas um, of life that so often have conflict that when they can agree and have um, ideals and beliefs within each of them that you know are universal I think that's a very good indicator that maybe that's something that we should also you know embrace so we embrace it and we really do try to work to make those appropriate changes or we should because all facets of our human behavior is changeable so really we have the illusion of control in our outward lives but we do have the ultimate control over ourselves which I guess that's fun to think about. The only thing you can truly control is yourself, how you behave and act and think and how you heal and grow, learn and evolve from there. Which, you know, my personal belief is that we are set on this planet to kind of evolve um, as souls and to gain these lessons and to integrate them into our lives and to become the best versions of ourselves over and over and over again until we hit that point of ascension or enlightenment where it's, you know, our last lifetime on earth. And then after that, we are um, reunited with the, you know, ultimate source of consciousness. We're here to have an experience and part of that experience is learning and growing. And so the meaning of life to me is not working a corporate job to pay bills and go through the motions of what we're expected by society because I personally feel the most powerful energetic and just alive when I am bucking against the green (laughs) although that's definitely comes with me having um, a mother who is very much the same free spirit and I don't necessarily think that she gave it to me but I, I do think that um I was born with the predisposition to this journey, which I am incredibly thankful for every day. I literally, I give thanks to the universe for everything that I have and everything that I've been through. And I try to do that daily. I feel like a gratitude practice is one of the most amazing things that we can have for ourselves and others, really. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so I like to get off on little tangents, so forgive me. But um, just as, you know, trauma shapes us, it really isn't the only thing that shapes us into the beings we are today, which, you know, as I mentioned, my mother being an influence um, of my free spiritedness, she also gave me other influences of how I live and have relationships and react with others because behaviors that we learn really can be attributed to early childhood. A lot of these aspects of ourselves that we have in our adulthood um, were instilled from parents and school teachers and influences as a child. All of the things that have happened to us have conditioned us to um, act and react in a very certain specific manner. (sighs) Yeah, and a lot of these factors combine, and for most people, it isn't easy and can definitely very easily result in a lot of toxic traits and conditioned actions that definitely do not serve our highest good for ourselves or society. And so we acknowledge this, and if you're on a certain path, to like a certain spiritual religious path or whatever you want to to name it, 
if you're on this journey, and if you are, you know it, because you've been very active in this journey. And we're working very hard to unlearn these behaviors and to not just unlearn them, but replace them with the, yes, healthy um, alternative or equivalent. Basically, just behaviors that really are our truest selves and are true to the core of our being. And it is the most pure and uncorrupted self that we could possibly convey to others or just possess for ourselves basically the core of our being that is completely uncorrupted by the human world the literal divine inside of us because you know inside we reflect um our consciousness which is the extension of the divine everything that we see in this outward world is a reflection of our inner world and our inner world is an extension of essentially god or the divine And so when it's infected by, you know, a lot of these negative human traits and things that are toxic and harmful to us, our outer world is toxic and harmful to us. So that's why we work to, you know, create space, let in the light, to dissipate any traumas, to change the way we think and feel, because that literally directly translates to the outer world that we experience. So... We're essentially a literal branch of the source of creation just given a human body that it makes us able to be, you know, sentient and navigate and experience this world in the human form. <sighs> Every time I think about it, I literally just love it. This is, to me, one of the best things that I've ever encountered or that's ever resonated with me. Because there are so many different versions of what I'm saying that all convey essentially the same message, but just with different perceptions, obviously. So, you know, it's the whole being in the matrix thing and realizing that you don't exactly exist in the matrix the way that you think you do, because not everything is as it seems. Existential crises are... One of my favorite things to navigate and to think and speak about, especially with other human beings. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this uh, human nature we have, you know, obviously as a result of being in a human body that resides on this earth, um, we have our, you know, reptilian brain, the monkey mind. And, you know, the universe um, created that on purpose. Um, It was created on purpose to really help us navigate this world safely and efficiently. So the divine gave us this tool so that the extension of itself could safely make it through this experience and, you know, evolve to the next lifetime, which of course, not everybody is as safe as others and evolves the same way as others because each journey is its own. And all of our choices and decisions, everything that we do directly affects the outcome. That's why, you know, you have people who kind of die young or people who go on journeys down like a road of addictions and um, lives of crime and such. It's just that was their intended path for this lifetime, maybe. And the choices that they made got them there. So karma will give them what they need in the next lifetime. But that's the beautiful thing is we're not always 
get what we expect, but we get what we need. And that helps us to evolve to basically um, the next version of ourselves. So, you know, over time, though, just as, you know, humans evolve, mutations occur, and just as the, you know, consciousness and the human brain evolves and human nature evolves, there are going to be malfunctions and mutations. And we can think of it as that because the human brain, really, our human nature has become wild and out of control. So it's as if over time, this entity that helped now kind of does more harm than its intended purpose because the ego is separate from our consciousness. It realized that it had the ability to take over the divine nature of the human and basically become the ruling force of the mind and body. And once it gets a taste of this power, it wants more and more and does literally anything it can to keep us away from our true nature. That's why it's so damn hard to get back to the light because we are quite literally battling ourselves and almost having an internal death because some call it ego death and some say we need to just rein it in back to its, you know, natural state, which I feel is very fair because we need that balance. Um, There is a certain amount of the ego that we need to, you know, still keep navigating this world. Maybe when it's time for us to actually, you know, turn into beings, like beams of light and ascend to the heavens, then the ego will have a quite literal death and be no more. But for now, we need to live. (laughs) Um, It's just figuring out and doing the work to let it not be the ruling force of mind and body to give the control back to the divine and to strengthen our consciousness and our connection. So this is really essentially what most um, spiritual practices aim to really reverse and conquer is to give the control back, you know, allow ourselves higher or or allow our higher selves the space to reemerge and guide us, you know, in our truest nature, because really the authentic self, the core of our being is free from the constraints of the ego and able to live without as much of the negative experience and emotions that cause ourselves harm. It's not that we'll never feel anything unpleasant again, but, you know, we'll be able to recognize it, separate ourselves from it, help it to run its course without leaving an attachment to what's happening, and then it doesn't leave any traces of the negativity behind because we just, like, let it happen and let it go. We are, like, stone walls, unchanged. But that doesn't mean we're unkind, unfeeling. Quite the opposite. It just means we're strong enough in ourselves to um, allow this to happen. Because literally the most free we can ever be is allowing our authentic self to have its power back to live in this world and help navigate us. And, you know, that's the rising from the ashes phoenix moment, the butterfly taking flight moment. Literally being the most true to yourself will bring you the most peace, joy, happiness, satisfaction, ease, all of the beautiful, positive rainbows of emotions that is what comes in at this point. And it really is easy to forget some of these um, beautiful experiences that we um, will feel on this journey because it can be so damn dark. It can get really incredibly uncomfortable, but we have to go through those to overcome it and let it go, purge it 
to be able to move on. And then when we were over it, we vibrate that much higher because we are not as weighed down by as much darkness. Because every time we go through one of those purges, we release more and more and more of the darkness and creating that healthy balance that needs to live within us to be our best selves. I feel so passionate about this. One thing that I do in my life is, of course, this journey for myself, but also um, helping to plant that seed or raise awareness to somebody else who, you know, may potentially step down this path and go down this journey so that I may be there as a tool to help others um, to really go through this without as much of the hardships or, you know, in those hard times to have someone to lean on because there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing a shoulder to cry on or a hand to hold through hard times. It's pretty, it's pretty helpful. That's very healing. I go to my mother a lot. (laughs) Of course, everybody has their own someone that they can speak to, which I believe in counselors too. And, you know, that's what I do. Um, not necessarily counseling in the traditional sense, but um, spiritual coaching, <laughs> lifestyle transformation of the ascension kind, <laughs> whatever you want to, whatever label you want to put on it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So one major factor of the human nature that um, helps the ego achieve this is, um, yeah, control. Like I said, the ego wants to be in control of everything. So it does what it can. So when we can strengthen this um, belief that control is an illusion, we give our ego less and less power because, you know, the ego is the illusion. So when we stop feeding the illusion, it goes away and eventually we will see things correctly or as well as we can. So strengthen the belief within ourselves that, you know, we are not our egos and we don't have to live from this pain, place of pain and suffering, jealousy, hatred, just all of the negative emotions, worry, anxious, sadness, illness. I mean, of course, sadness is going to come, but extreme sadness when we feel like our most ultimately depressed and hopeless. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, of course, it's not as easy as it sounds and sometimes you need to couple it with different other practices to help you know achieve a certain goal but everything is possible literally if you just believe anything is possible quite literally because that's one of you know the entire what am I thinking of the entire purposes of this existence itself is to have the infinite number of combinations of possibilities and outcomes so You can do whatever you set your mind to, especially uncovering the illusion and getting yourself out of that place of being basically blinded by society because society, (coughs) excuse me, is a very major culprit of this. Um, We become tricked into thinking that we have legitimate control over the, the universe and the outcomes of the decisions that we've made, but when we're in tune to that, we actually may be able to get a sense of 
the way an outcome will happen. Um, a lot of the times when we strengthen our consciousness, we also tap into a lot of natural psychic abilities because we're harnessing certain powers of the earth and uncovering um, certain wavelengths of vibrational activities which help form pathways and will absorb and be able to intuitively have more knowledge than some other people. And like example, I've gotten to a place where a lot of the times I can guess what people are going to say, not every time, and usually just like a word or two. If I know if some people are answering a question, I will think of the phrase that they say before they even say it. And every single time it happens, I'm always surprised, but I'm always like, <laughs> okay, I know this. I am a very psychic person and I don't usually talk about it to most people just because this phenomenon tends to make us sound cray cray to everybody else. I don't just like, you know, roll around to other people saying like, hello, my name is Haley. I am a psychic and do lots of things that most people don't approve of. Nice to meet you. But really, that belief in itself is incredibly limiting and that is becoming a slave to the conditions of society and living by their judgments and rules. Because then if I realize that I can be myself and nobody, you know, they might judge me, but I don't have to care. Because this to me is the most pure form of beauty and connection in the entire world, literally. So with these like psychic intuitive abilities, it's not like we're going to have a premonition like that's a raven of this is exactly what's going to happen and it happens exactly that way. Sometimes we might get a sense of, oh, I feel like something along these lines will happen. And then mostly, sure enough, something along those lines does happen. Maybe not exactly the way you anticipated, but a very similar outcome will transpire. And these are abilities that can be strengthened as we continue on down this journey, because that's you know, basically the meaning of it. The more we open ourselves up to spirit in the universe, the more rewards, the more tools, more abilities that we have to display in this world because we are in tune to a literal different frequency and dimension than others. I think it's beautiful. And if you're still listening, then you apparently think it's beautiful too. We should form a club. Technically, there's already a club, right? Religion, spirituality, I think we're all part of the same club. <laughs> but when we can think of um, this instance of being able to kind of um, sense the types of outcomes, then we can realize that we'll never be able to control it, though. Just because we might be able to sense it or have an idea of what is to happen after we make certain actions, we still truly have no idea. And embracing that, honestly, will bring a better outcome to you because the more we control it, the more we try to have the illusion of control and fight for the illusion, the more elusive our goals become. Because, you know, it, it truly is a wasted effort um, that controlling creates suffering and disharmony. And then when we suffer, when we don't get what we want, or whenever something doesn't like turn out the way we thought, 
it creates even more suffering and worry and anxiety. So it perpetuates this cycle. Um, And that will happen every single time unless you break the cycle. So it really is inevitable for humans to get caught up in cycles of behavior, especially negative behavior such as this, because we have that ego that kind of craves repetition and those um, habitual behaviors that might not be in our best interest. So how about we don't create all that negativity for ourselves? I feel like that's, you know, kind of the most logical option. Who would rather be happy than suffer? I don't know about you, but I'm raising my hand. So don't control things. The less you control, the more you flow. <laughs> and the less, you know, everything eludes us. The the more we put out, the more we attract, you know, law of attraction. So it actually becomes attainable. And what we were trying to manifest in the first place actually has the space and the energy to manifest into fruition as we, you know, were putting out there in the first place. Because it's kind of like holding a water hose, you know, and controlling life is when we kink the water hose with our hands. The worse we kink the hose, which is our control of the life, the less water flows. And, you know, sometimes the more pressure that builds up in the hose you know, basically like behind the scenes and within the mind, the easier it is for explosions, spontaneous combustion, or something to go wrong. So the less we control, the looser that kink becomes, and the more water that can flow. (laughs) How neat is that? So then the outcome people work for their literal entire lives is to have this pure unrestricted flow of water, is literally living within the ebb and flow of life in the purest state of light a human can attain besides the actual, you know, physical and mental and spiritual enlightenment. So these are places that we can literally get to as humans where we have eternal peace, ease, happiness, um, and can live truly freely. And it's, you know, we still have to be mindful and we still have a lot of other things to think about that go into this, like the way if we're living mindfully, purely, if we're respecting each other, loving, not stealing, not um, abusing substances or our body or any of those types of things. Doing all of this together creates this. And, you know, once we can actually give up that control for, for good then the universe actually is able to perform like the magic that it's intended to for our lives in the first place. The blessings and goodness that were meant to like be yours flow to you in abundance. And, you know, all we have to do is like accept this and actually surrender to the universe. And it's when we have that ego that's in power that makes it almost impossible to surrender. So the more we weaken the ego, the more we control it. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, like, like I said, we can control ourselves, so we can control that ego, but that's not the same as trying to control life. So when we control it, we flow. We let go and actually go with the flow. And yeah, and of course, it sounds a lot easier said than actually done, but practice, dedication, effort, you know, it becomes easier and easier to where one day it actually will be achieved. And you know, and then one day you'll find yourself living this life with these practices effortlessly and freely. 
And that truly is like my hope for the actual world and for the future of human nature, that we may actually find our way back to our truth, back to, you know, the light of our authentic divine nature. And to feel and really personify this warmth and excitement. And I really do, whenever I talk about this, I just get this like feeling in my chest that is just so like positive and hopeful. And it's just like, yes, it's almost powerful, but not necessarily power over anything. It's just power in the people and knowing that we can do this. And to me, like those feelings only like, like reassure me that like, this really is the future and this is the course of mankind, especially the people, the star seeds, the light beings that are on a mission. Because we all, you know, if you're on this path, we do have this mission. And it won't be everybody in the world, but if you've, you know, been called to this, then like you should consider yourself incredibly lucky. Even in the times where it doesn't quite feel lucky, it still is. <laughs> so as long as we can realize the only control we can truly exert with actual result is the control over ourselves and our actions and to allow the universe to flow and to um, bring us to where we're supposed to be, to allow everything to fold in divine timing. You know, that's where we really learn how to be and be a being. And we really must learn the difference um, between our ego and our divine nature and strengthen this ability and strengthen the practices that help us to unlearn those toxic behaviors to control the ego because we will find our way back to the light we're currently feeling our way back to the light and becoming whole again I have felt this incredible like shift in the entire universe and it's happened twice now within the like last couple of months and within this past about week or so I felt like this incredible shift and according to the tarot cards and the collective readings I've been doing this has happened for a very large majority of us of people down this specific path so as I say to you, we are literally so close to being there. We are on the last leg of this journey. And I know that we can do it because we've literally come this far. And you don't just come this far to quit. So we keep going. And we just have to really rally our confidence to believe in ourselves, believe in the universe, know that we are safe, trust in this journey, trust in our guidance, our higher selves, that we are being led to the best place for us and that some things in our lives might be crumbling or being let go of, but no matter how hard it is, it is going to serve your higher good. And sometimes we have to endure these situations to be reborn into our new life because we are the literal butterflies. And this is the point where we are wholly formed. We are the butterfly literally sitting on the branch or wherever you have broken out of your cocoon and we are, you know, starting to flap our wings, starting to learn how to, how to fly so that in the very, very near future, we actually will take flight and 
nothing will ever be the same because everything changes and you know that's one of the only constants (laughs) I embrace change you should embrace change and if you would like to further talk about anything at all um you can visit any of my social medias find me at real peach yoga or real peach tarot um i do personal readings um i also do yoga so if anybody wants to get together via the internet or whatever to do yoga meditate or basically to get in touch with your higher selves I do offer my personal services, (laughs) but if not, please, I hope you really enjoyed this uh, podcast and it gave you something that you needed. Um, I'm so proud of everyone that's on this journey, truly and wholly proud and really sending everybody the best of intentions and positive feelings. We're all going to get through this together and we're breaking through to the most beautiful life ever I mean we already have the most beautiful life because happiness starts now but (laughs) you are going to be in for an incredible treat because the most magical instances and situations are yet to come so um, hold true in this find comfort in it find comfort in yourself and your loved ones let go of your control and flow (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Namaste.